0: cost three game developers uh, three game developers three no it's two game developers two game developers it's today It's just the
1: two of us Rami
0: it's just two game developers yeah
1: just the two of us Osama's not here
0: well but Osama's with us in spirit right yeah Osama's with us with spirit we miss okay. him. We miss him a lot. so yeah for for those who are new normally this is three game developers drinking good Arab tea uh I'm Rami Ismail.
1: I'm Mesmar.
0: and normally we also have Osama Doria's, but Osama Doria's couldn't be here today due to things he has to do in life. If you've been listening, you know that he's kind of like moving stuff, and he's busy. So we decided that we'll just give it a go and see if we're still interesting with just the two of us.
1: <laughs> can we be interesting without Osama? It's a question it I think about myself. Uh, it's,
0: it's, a, it's a common, it's a common thought where you just go like, "Wow, is Osama carrying <laughs> all of this with his transitions?" He, mo- or he most
1: probably is.
0: He most probably <laughs> is. He's he's mostly the the laugh track as well, which is <laughs> very helpful.
1: You gotta have to make, to make up for it as well.
0: Yeah, we sound we sound funnier when Osama's around. Can you
1: can you edit in some like Osama laugh tracks to this? Like, yeah. he's not he's not here, <laughs> yeah. but he's just laughing at all the jokes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I can I can add some old Osama laugh tracks in here. That's that totally works.
1: It'd be like in a part podcast, part sitcom.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be really scary though if you're listening to two people talk and then near the end suddenly just a third person starts laughing.
1: It'd be like we're performing for Osama. <laughs> we're on the stage and Osama's our only audience.
0: And hey, we can we could also do that. We just send Osama this recording and just let him laugh to it. <laughs> and just record that. We just record him listening to the episode.
1: Yeah. I like that. That Many good work. ideas. So we might this be three game developers on the show after all.
0: It might actually work out. Who knows? <laughs> have, have you been? Have you been uh, playing anything this week, or was it a was it a busy week for you as well?
1: It's a busy week, but I have to make time for games. So, like you know, we uh, mm-hmm. you know, shipping season is on, and we're working hard. So, um, but I still have to play video games. So I played this game that just launched um, on Xbox Game Pass. Even though I did not c- complete it on Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's called huh. it's called 12 Minutes.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that too.
1: That's, oh, you played it? Oh, that's it's cool. I, I really want to talk about this game. Like, I want to talk about everything surrounding this game. Should we give people so, like a spoiler warning?
0: A spoiler warning. Yeah, okay. So if you're listening, for the next 12 minutes at least, we're probably going to be talking about 12 minutes. Uh,
1: uh, probably yeah. more.
0: <laughs> yeah we'll uh, we'll put we'll put it in the show notes if you want to skip this part you still want to play 12 minutes yourself like just check in the show notes skip this part and yep. then go from there come back to uh, it later uh, yeah and, come come back after we're done with the time loop
1: yeah and then maybe like uh we can uh, have a minute or two for people who come back you know after skipping the spoilers to tell them that yay nay or like a summary of our of our right. discussion
0: well, I'm very curious to hear to hear what happens there, but that that conclusion then will be spoiler-free. This part will full of spoilers. Yes, I don't think you can talk about this game without spoilers. Really much. hard
1: to talk about it without spoilers, right. especially like you know a lot of the things I want to dive into are like narrative and plot-related uh, mm-hmm. things. So okay,
0: if, how about how about you kick off?
1: Okay, so spoilers start now. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that i like about this game and there's a lot of things that i dislike about this game but maybe we should start with the, with the description of what it is 12 minutes yeah. is an independent video game made by luis antonio of uh, the witness fame or uh, one of the people who worked on the witness i guess um it's a top-down adventure game and it's it's literally point and click adventure game in which like you You click on an area to move the character. You collect items. You put items on items to have stuff happen. You talk to characters. You unlock dialogue options. And then the story progresses. So it's uh, uh, an adventure game in all intents and purposes in terms of all the things that you'd expect from a point-to-click adventure game.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. The the gimmick or the trick around this game is that... um, it is, I think, inspired by how when you die in video games, you take the learnings that you, uh, that you had with you, and then you spawn, and then you play again. But, you know, you've learned something after you've died the last time. So in this game, you progress. And then after you progress, at some point, the game loops. So you start again from the beginning of where you are. The entire game is uh, top-down, takes place in um, an apartment an apartment like a small flat uh the husband and a wife and a very dark secret hovering around them and then a, a dude walks in and arrests them and then after arresting them something bad happens sometimes he shoots him sometimes he shoots her sometimes he doesn't shoot anybody depending on what you did in the 12 minutes prior to this dude showing up many things could happen that's an interesting concept. I'll, uh, I've seen it in a Japanese adventure game before um, called it's the Nonari Games or the Zero Escape Theories.
0: Right. Yeah, How, there's also some some Western games that have done it before. Mm-hmm. But, have you uh, played yeah.
1: the the non- Nonari Games?
0: No, I haven't. I, I did play one Western one called Save the Date, which was an IGF finalist back oh, in 2013. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which this game reminded me of a lot, honestly. Yeah.
1: Side note, Nonary Games is totally your kind of thing, Rami, oh, I... by the way. You you liked um, Aegis Rim? Yeah, I did. Uh, for me, Nonary Games is just as good, if not better.
0: Wow. Well, better uh, than the, Aegis Rim is uh, those, that's a uh, big one.
1: Story-wise, it is so complex and compelling um the three games are really really interesting for me so definitely check them out when you have the time and we should have a spoiler cast on that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure i would love that um yeah yeah, no i think i mostly agree with your description the 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 cop is obviously sort of the 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 interesting figure here you've got Mm -hmm. your main character and then you've got the wife Mm -hmm. um and then you've got the cop and the cop shows up somewhere halfway in the middle of the 12 minutes right Mm -hmm. like about five or six minutes in yeah And from that point on, the the sort of like state of the game changes very rapidly. Because up until the six minutes, you kind of get you kind of have the opportunity to prepare. So you're trying to get information out of the wife. Yeah. Right. And then after the six minutes, the the dynamic changes. You're trying to survive. Yeah. So you've got this, this loop going that is six minutes of prep. Six minutes of prep and information gathering that you get almost regardless.
1: Yeah, oh, there were there were um, I've I've made endings in which like you know the dude never showed up.
0: Right. Yeah. We, ju- you can... we
1: just we just spoke and left the apartment just before yep. the dude showed up and then that was
0: it. Yep. And there's also one where he leaves and just never knocks on the door. Yeah. Um. So there's there's lots of there's lots of different um opportunities, but the sort of structure, the main structure of the game is you have six minutes to prep for him. mm Hmm. And they have six minutes to survive.
1: To deal with him when he comes over.
0: Right. And it's an interesting, it I will say it worked really well.
1: It's compelling, the, yeah, for sure.
0: The, the core loop of it works really, really well. Um
1: I see what you did there. Yeah. And
0: the <laughs> the um the sort of heart of it is that Louis, like the the developer, has six minutes to make you care about this couple.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the first loop, right? they have six minutes there's six minutes to to make you care enough that you want to figure this out because if you don't care about the central couple it doesn't work no right so you start the game and the first loop is pretty much just a date you get home there's Mm -hmm. a surprise um the the wife character who is voiced by daisy Ridley of star wars fame yeah the Um, the
1: husband is willem defoe i think
0: yeah exactly the 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 actors playing these characters are clearly good actors yeah and the dialogue is believable and you come home and she asks to sit on she asks whether you want a dessert because she made a surprise and tells you to like tell her when you're ready for dessert so you walk around the house a little bit you don't know where anything is you don't know what anything does so you just kind of follow the instructions and you end up having uh, a date and there's a surprise in that she is pregnant yes uh which is a you know a a moment of big celebration and you can either be excited about that or you can not be excited about that and then no matter what you do eventually the cop shows up Mm -hmm. and uh, in most cases you'll end up getting strangled yeah right um so you end up getting strangled and if you end up getting strangled then that's that's it. You're, you're dead. And your, your guy just sort of respawns uh, gasping for breath in, in the door where the, where the story starts. And mm-hmm. you hear your wife from the bathroom again. And she comes out of the bathroom and she says hi again. And you realize, oh, okay, I'm stuck in a time loop. Right? Yeah. So for the first part of the game, I think the first third of the game, you're trying to resolve these loops, trying to figure out what is happening.
1: What's going on?
0: what exactly. is happening right like you're trying to figure out okay how how do i start to unravel the secret of 12 the, minutes
1: they build right? intrigue in a very cool way
0: very well done and it's very well done in that you know you it's very clear where the where the answers have to lie mm-hmm. they're with the wife right you have to get yeah. information out of the wife mm-hmm. um so you do a few loops just trying to focus on that and the loops i think they work pretty well right mm-hmm. At least at the start, they work very well. Yeah, because you have these uh, dialogue trees and you have timings, and I think this is where the complexity of the game really shines. Right, yeah. this is not an easy game to make. No, this is an incredibly hard game to make because you're focusing on very difficult interactions, like preparing a table or um, you know uh, using using a sink or talking, having conversations that have to make sense. Yeah. Um, depending on different times there's a a lightning strike that happens yeah a thunder a thunder strike that happens outdoors and depending on whether you say certain things before or after it they might have different effects and communicating to the player that these moments are important is complicated
1: yeah i like that there's like you know a lot of these very it's like a it's building on a butterfly effect kind of Mm -hmm. thing in which like there's a lot of very small pieces or like yeah. small actions that happen, you know, like the wife is thirsty; she needs to drink water. Or like uh, she she doesn't notice you when you go into the apartment for the first time when she was in the shower. And right. that has a and that has a a key important in how you solve the problem. So like there's a lot of these small nuances that carry a big weight into right. how you solve the the puzzle. And you need and to I... notice these small things, take advantage of them, and then watch how wildly different the events will take place depending on how you uh, interact with these moments.
0: Right. And a lot of this interaction is dialogue, right? A lot mm-hmm. of it is talking and then things playing out differently. And there are a lot of ways for things to play out. And as, as, as you said, Fauzi, I think one of the most interesting parts is obviously that your character retains information from previous loops. So as you pick certain dialogue options, you're actually unlocking things in the next loop, not in the current loop, you, the current loop is lost, but for the next loop, you'll have new information to play with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, too, is incredibly complicated because you don't know necessarily what the player has available in the next loop. And they have this this sort of subtle thing where if you've already set something, the text becomes orange. Yeah. And if you haven't set something when you're trying to select the text, it becomes red. Yeah. I thought I thought that worked generally pretty well, and and the same thing is honestly true for items, right? There's a little item menu where you can drag things from the from the menu onto other things, or you can drag them, uh, yeah. drag them onto things. Into, but I think that's also where one of my biggest complaints lies.
1: Yeah, I game. have a lot of complaints uh, to, right. to dive into, but I'm still want to focus on the things I like first.
0: Okay, yeah. So I, I think I liked I liked how how it worked, and I like mm-hmm. how it set up itself. Yeah, right. And then you get to about the halfway point,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: And I think at the halfway point, the game kind of flips from, okay, how do we, how do we get information out of the wife mm-hmm. to, okay, how do, we get, how do we use this information to get information out of the cop? Yeah. Right? And I found that part still pretty compelling. Yes, agreed. Right? Um, and the game does a really good job of offering you shortcuts. Mm-hmm. To get to that point and not have to deal with the first half of the game anymore. Which was a worry that I was really getting. That I had to do all these pretty complex things yeah. every I, time.
1: I think it did that to certain degrees of success. There were still a lot of things that you needed to redo.
0: Right. Mm. But in in general, you could, you could skip ahead most part. Like, for example, convincing the wife that you're stuck in a time loop.
1: Yeah, for example, at, yes.
0: At the start, that was like six or seven options that took like three minutes. Yeah. And then at some point in the game, when you're switching to convincing the cop, it's just a single conversation prompt yeah, yeah. that you take every time.
1: Yeah, of course. But you know, like right. there's still like some of these things in which like you you're now preparing, and then you still have to pause and kiss the wife for the bajillionth time at this point, point. Right. and you go like, I don't want to skip through this and right. get to the point where I you know I'm talking to the cop I, about the other thing.
0: I usually skip the I usually skip the hello like kiss. Because yeah. you could just hold fast forward and he the guy would go not now, and she'd go rude, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I had that one every time <laughs> I'm like yes you will you will survive this presumably after we're done, so it's okay, yeah, but so many outcomes happened, right, mm-hmm. and I think that was the cool one, like i I've had outcomes where I ended up strangled, I've had outcomes where I ended up surviving, yes,, uh, and just the clock ran out, mm-hmm. I've had outcomes where I shot the killer. Mm-hmm. um i've had outcomes where um um i got knocked out i've got outcomes yeah. where i just left the house
1: you try to stab him and he punched the hell out of you
0: he punched <laughs> he punched you i got punched in many ways very yes, many ways that's true um i had the the wife get murdered mm-hmm. um
1: i helped get the wife murdered <laughs> right yes. in one of I, the one of the playthroughs
0: yep i i i hid away while she got super murdered yeah um, I will say that was one of the more uncomfortable runs of that game, and I yeah, think that's very really well done. Yeah. Um, it was a scene that you only had to watch once, which I think helped. Uh, in a, in like what I don't know how many loops I ended up doing, but yeah, many. quite a few loops. Uh, how long did you take before you got to the end?
1: Two and a half hours, I think.
0: Oh, only two and a half! Wow, well yeah. done. I uh, I took a, I took about four. Four? Huh. Yeah, I see. I got so I got stuck near the end.
1: Oh, ah, okay. The, I went very the, the watch one.
0: Uh, not the watch one. Um, which watch one? Where you just have to stare at the watch.
1: Oh, you have to stare at the watch. I thought that's I, a bit unfair.
0: I I I recognized that one pretty early on. Oh. Uh, so I I was not too I was not too shocked by that. It was the um, the baby shirt. Ah, yeah. That one I spend. Probably like an hour and a half of my playtime in that specifically. Oh
1: wow! No, I saw that coming. To be honest,
0: so it, it's funny. Like so, so one of the interesting things I think, if you haven't played twelve minutes and you're listening along, when we're talking about these different situations, they all always start from the exact same setup. The loops progress, but um, when a loop progresses, you unlock more information, but it still starts the exact same way, mm-hmm. right? So to get the game into these different states, you actually have to do things to push the game into that state. Uh, It's not like after the sixth loop, the start of it changes or anything. It's still the exact same thing. You're just now picking things that give you a different outcome uh, that you might have unlocked or gotten available to you earlier on or later on. yeah, finding the pocket watch for me was actually one of the most complicated things in the game because it it was really hard to see on my screen it if at all. It was
1: hard to see on most screens. I have a b- right. very big TV when I was playing the game and uh, that took me that I'd say maybe 30 minutes until I really saw that. Like that that was the one that really slowed me down,
0: I think. Right. Yeah, because I found the vent. At some point you find out that it's in the vent and you you know, you yeah. you find the vent and then you realize you have something to open it. I always grab the knife, so yeah. I already had a knife. I easily um,
1: found a vent in the bedroom. And, right. and opened that and there was nothing there. And, I, you know, once I finished the game, I realized there's nothing to do there at all.
0: Right. It's just a vent.
1: Yeah, just a vent. Like at some point, yeah. they had like a candle in it. And you can right. do that. Yeah. Um, but that amounted to nothing. And I felt that was kind of misleading.
0: I think there's a bunch of misleading stuff in there. There's also art on the wall. And you're like, wow, this is surely going to be relevant later. And it's yeah, like, no, hope- it's art.
1: You can water the flower. Also, right. not relevant.
0: Right. It's just nice, nice little interactions. Yeah. Actually, kind of. I I really like that. I thought that mm-hmm. was really well done. I know. I know it's a little distracting, but. And again, with
1: like you know, a lot of the puzzles uh, rely on like small things. You know, like the power switch and uh, and the mm-hmm. lightning, and you need to. Uh, it, the game tells you that every small thing matters in this game right. in this run through. And then you run into small things that don't matter. That's uh, misleading. It feels unfair okay. from the game.
0: I, 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 f- I felt that was fine. I think the thing that ha- worked for me is that whatever was important would always be referred to in the mm-hmm. dialogue. Yeah, and I kind of caught on to that really quickly. Right? She would say like, oh, thunder. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, that seems important. Yeah. Right? Or she'd say like, oh, uh, honey, we really need to fix the light switch. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody's gonna get hurt exactly okay this this one matters right Mm -hmm. i think for me that that was why it worked because i did the other things just out of curiosity Mm -hmm. but i knew they weren't the thing that i was going after because the game hadn't signaled to me that it was the thing that i was going after Uh, the the only time i really got stuck was with with the mother's name Mm -hmm. right yeah because I had forgotten a long time ago what the baby, what the mother's name was. Yeah, right. Like I I had, and I think this is this is one of my problems from here on out. I so I'm very impressed by the interaction model. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right, I'm very impressed by the dialogue tree. Mm -hmm. The style of the game is just staggeringly well done.
1: I love it. Uh, This is actually something I wanted to mention: is that this is clearly that um, the art style of the game is inspired by a bunch of classic uh, visionary directors from mm-hmm. an era like, you know, Kubrick and those guys. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, that's reflecting on the game in every way. Also, like, you know, it's a very, very full cinematic experience. I think that's also enhanced with the casting that they've done. I've, before, I, yeah. I, I did a mistake. William Defoe is actually the, the, cop. The, the cop. The husband yeah. is James McAvoy.
0: Yeah, McAvoy.
1: So, like, yeah. uh, you got, like, um, a full star cast. Let's yep. uh, adding all to the to the cinematic experience of what this game is. So, and the story is quite complex and full of uh, plot twists and 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 all of that sort of thing. So, there is a, a sense to say that this game has a very nice homage to cinema,
0: right? And how it's, it's fun, you know, going forward. It's funny because a lot of the gameplay is, is pretty janky. Yes. Right, a lot of the gameplay. It's a straightforward like main interaction and and sort of like the animation of it is are janky. But I think. It speaks to how difficult what they tried to do here was. Yeah, Representing two people just being humans in video games, not in text, but in actual gameplay, is incredibly hard.
1: It's so tough. Uh, we it's don't have much to, to riff off, and you don't have right. much time as well.
0: Right. So even if you're just trying to get 12 minutes of a real life into a video game, right, and the the reactions to events that are going to happen... I think a lot of people when they're making games, they think like, oh, this, then this happens and then you can do all these things and then that happens. And I think 12 minutes is the perfect antidote to that. Yeah. Because your brain kind of fills in how that works. And in 12 minutes, you see how much work it actually is. I, I think that was, the, that was it for me. The, the thing that really grabbed that game, that made that game interesting for me is, you know how you kind of get like a game developer vision mm-hmm. if you're a game dev and you start playing games and you watch 12 minutes and you're just sitting and you're like, Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. I completely the, agree.
0: The The challenge that is in just making these characters casually interesting
2: mm-hmm.
0: for even just 12 minutes. Yeah. Or even just the first six minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Because after that, violence comes back, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. video game. Um, but, but even just that in 12 minutes, making a normal life situation that can run out a certain number of ways. Mm-hmm. Is just staggering amounts of work.
2: Yeah, I
1: thought there was also a lot of interesting decisions from a game development point of view. Like the the perspective of the game mm. really saves you a lot of hassle in terms of uh, facial animation and like the the controlling the camera and finding stuff. Like it makes uh, it makes it very tight, and it will save you a lot of edge cases that you have to deal with having the the camera focus from From very known specific angles
0: yeah yeah it it was clearly built from a cinematic point of view and i I will say the first time I played this back five or seven years ago uh a long time ago, uh it already had that that was a very early design decision i think mm, I can imagine um, you
1: can't you can't add that midway right
0: right uh i I thought it was very like in terms of style, the game is gorgeous,
1: yeah. Right. But but this is also gameplay, right? Because that means if I if I'm playing the game and I'm normally not not looking at the characters' faces, that means that I don't need to if I'm making a character model, their faces don't need to be that high res.
0: They, they need to be there. They don't they don't need to exist. Exactly. Even. They don't even right.
1: need to exist. We don't need to animate them. We don't need to worry about how they work. So like all of this like work around the the game gameplay, you don't need to focus on it. But instead you focus right. on like this motion needs to work in the right way from this angle. Right.
0: The proportions the f- of
1: the character needs to be readable from this angle.
0: Right. And all the lifting that normally facial animations would do, you now have to do with acting. Oh, right? yeah. Exactly. So, and they did well. I will admit. The, the voice acting was extremely well done. There were not a lot of lines that I didn't believe or had a hard time believing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believed it. From start to finish, I believed it.
1: There's Academy-winning nominees like, casting this game, so right, it's not so, easy. Uh, like, so, <laughs> really good people uh, doing this.
0: Right. But then again, sometimes really good people also don't give good performances, and in this Agreed. case, the performances were just stellar. Really yeah. well done.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, for sure. But okay. then I'm out of good things.
1: Yeah, so let me uh, jump into some of my criticisms of the game. Okay. So my biggest criticism... Uh, my biggest criticism is the Xbox port. Which okay. w- which is one-to-one, uh, move the mouse cursor with a stick. Right. Then when you go to the inventory, hold A to grab the item. And then continue to hold and drag the stick on said item. And release to activate. Right. Uh, it's, it's one-to-one from PC to Xbox. And I don't think that was it was very hard to play on a controller. Not hard as in difficult, it's just frustrating because you don't get the same level of accuracy that you would get with the mouse. So right. I, st- I started playing it on an Xbox on the Game Pass. So I was like, no, I can't, I can't, you know, as I'm like every time I need to collect mugs and I have six minutes, so I don't have a lot of times to try to grab the mug with the, <laughs> with the cursor.
0: Right. You
1: know, I was like, no, screw this. I moved to the PC and I just played the game on PC. Okay,
0: wow. Yeah no I I played it entirely on Xbox and I will say I think really the only thing that I was really annoyed about is just some some basic UI patterns like yeah. th- there's a lock on the door you want to close right yeah uh, in the bathroom specifically yes. and that one is impossible on the Xbox uh, hard like, it to takes see. Like, exactly it takes like 8 attempts to to get to the lock yeah um and it it costs you 30 to 45 seconds that you really need to solve puzzles right exactly um and I think just making that lock a little better, a little bigger, would have already helped a lot. But it seems yeah. like even in the port, there was little consideration for those things.
1: Exactly. So, like, the readability in a lot of these objects, like, yeah, you mentioned the vent under the cabinet, um, the locks on the door. Like, it's, it's really pixel hunting, but, you know, you're pixel hunting with a controller, um, it's a bit too much to ask. Like, I think I think it's again, still doable ma- because, like you know, right. many people have finished the game on the controller. I, but it's a, I played it's it on a, Xbox. It's a criticism, you know. Like yeah, I feel for that sure. it was a game that was made on PC, and then they were like, "Ah, now you know, let's put it on Xbox."
0: I think mostly s- some minor tweaks would have really helped. Oh, for like, sure. It's it's not. It, I don't think the controls are like utterly broken on controller, but I do think for the small items in the game, there really needs to be a way to just make them like. 10 pixels bigger yeah effectively because you're not really pixel hunting as much as like logic hunting most of Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. right like you have door keys so you might want to lock the door and on xbox i will say trying to lock the door by dragging the keys to the door instead of the lock works yeah right which is good but in the bathroom if you're trying to lock that door there's no other way of doing it besides hitting the lock in the door and i think Ultimately it doesn't matter whether you lock the door or not. No. But there are situations in which you might want to lock the door or might reasonably want to lock the door and you start the game with the door locked because your wife's in the bathroom. Yeah so you it makes sense that you could lock the door, so it should just it should just be a doable thing to yeah. lock the door
1: yeah and I can, like, I looking think, at it in hindsight is a lot easier to see it but for at the, sure at the time you go like it has to be the luck it has to be this thing and you try right. and loop after loop to see if that's the thing that you need to adjust or not
0: so so how did you feel the logic of the puzzles grew
1: um you tell me
0: i thought it started really strong mm-hmm. right the 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 kickoff is really good and you're you continuously feel like you know what you're looking for because it's always it's pretty much always in the conversations, Yeah. right? And then there's one puzzle where you're very dependent on timing. Yeah. Then there's one puzzle where you're um, dependent on combining two items. Yes. Right? Then there's one where you're dependent on hiding in the spot. Yeah. And then there's one where you're dependent on dragging an item onto a character.
2: Yes. Which which one
0: is that? Time. It's a spoiler cast,
1: so you could talk about it.
0: Right. That one, that one is the baby one, the baby name one. Ah,
1: uh, the baby t-shirt one, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Now, here's the thing. The weird thing about all this is I think most of these puzzles ended up working. Yeah. And ended up working well. Yeah. But I think there's two puzzles in the game that are, uh, let's not say a little obnoxious, they're quite obnoxious. <laughs> um, so... I found it really hard to recognize where the phone was. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a phone in the house, and there's no—I never found a, a reference to the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't think ever the phone was ever mentioned anywhere in dialogue. Yeah, so I was not aware that there was a phone. I've hidden in that cabinet, of course. Yeah, I just because I was trying to hide from the from the cop. Yeah, I never looked in the clothes. Yeah, so I never found the phone. I see. And I think that is, like, the character might have made a mention of, like, hey, there, there must be a phone around, right? Mm-hmm. Also, why doesn't our main character have a phone? What's wrong with this guy? Um, then the second one is the uh, the baby name. Yeah. And I understand that cinematically, like, sort of from, like, a choreography, from a narrative point of view, it makes sense to go full, full circle. hmm Right? To start with the first reveal to be the solution to the last reveal. Yeah. That makes sense. But up until that, the fact that you have to drag this baby shirt that is used to like reveal your wife's pregnancy to you as a surprise, you have to go grab that and then drag it onto the cop who's wondering about the murderer's name?
1: It kind of breaks the um, the logic that the game presents earlier, in which like right. if, something, if you discover something, it becomes a dialogue option. Right. And you've discovered the t-shirt. And like when you use a shirt on the guy, that means you've come to that conclusion, but it doesn't show up as a dialogue option. So it's left to the player to, f- to figure right. out a way to say what they want to say to the character, and that's not something that happened before or after that moment.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, there, there is one earlier case where you have to dra- drag an item onto somebody to to really like make that make something work. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the they're usually very clear. There's really very clear intent behind those actions, yeah. right? Drag a gun onto somebody, you shoot. Drag a cup of water onto somebody, you offer a cup. Drag, right. a, drag a baby shirt onto something, you're going to have an argument about a name? Yeah. Why can't you just say the name then?
1: I had a loop uh, once in which like, um, the officer wanted to look at uh, the Polaroid on the fridge. The wife says, look mm-hmm. on the fridge, it's there. But I had it. So I was like, here, here's the Polaroid, look at it. He's like, get out of my way and right. they, and then punched me and i had to redo the same thing right. but this time make sure that i leave the, didn't grab the Polaroid. right yeah yep. <laughs> so but i
0: thought so so i thought the puzzles were good generally i see a lot of discussion on twitter about the puzzles being obtuse or like hard to read i didn't think that was the case i no. think there's one or two puzzles that are kind of contradictory in how they work with the game design yeah but beyond that, I actually thought the puzzles were pretty straightforward. No, I, I had a good time figuring things out. Yeah, same. Out.
2: Two
1: and a half hours, like you know, I I think two and a half, almost three hours. So I like you know, s- s- speed my way through through the game. Right. I wasn't like you know stuck too much. But that's right. that's you know, I'm, I'm, uh, my criticism is mostly on like the usability and some of the times in which there was an established pattern and that pattern was broken.
0: For sure. Yeah. the, the, okay,
1: then... the one narrative criticism I have. Uh, Before we end the spoilers, maybe Uh, the one uh, narrative criticism I have is that I don't like selective amnesia in games, even though that is the most commonly used trope almost when it comes to telling a story.
0: Right. And uh, when that
1: moment happened, I was disappointed.
0: Yeah. Let Let's just go with like the big plot twist is not very good. No. No, it's actually kind of bad.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So you know, like there was two really interesting plot twists that only ended with a like i didn't think that you needed the third one
0: you know what the problem is with the third twist Mm -hmm. the problem with the third twist is you can see it coming because you know there's only three actors in the game yeah right
1: it's that star wars thing where like there's this entire galaxy but luke and vader had to be related (laughs) right you know
0: yeah, and in this case, the had to be related has a lot of very awkward, very unpleasant implications.
1: Yes, well, in Luke's case as well.
0: <laughs> right, You know, it's true, but in this case, it's worse because there's a pregnancy involved. That's
1: true, that's true.
0: Uh, for people listening that are like, I didn't play the game, I don't care about spoilers, basically what happens is at the end of the game, you realize that, um, So, so the, sort, of, sort of the central conceit is you're trying to prove that you're, first you're trying to figure out that your wife killed her father, Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out that it wasn't your wife because the father survived Mm -hmm. and somebody else killed him. And then for the last part of the game, you're kind of trying to figure out who the killer is. Yeah. Because the killer is the wife's bastard brother from her father's affair with the nanny.
2: Yeah. And
0: obviously the end result of this whole story is that the husband is the brother. Yeah. Yeah but also the wife is pregnant yeah and they're married yeah and no
2: and
1: he forgot that he killed the father
0: yeah he had like a traumatic amnesia or so in the ending it's kind of suggested that you there was some sort of like weird magic involved with that right Mm -hmm. um but, yeah, it, it just didn't work. I mean, I thought the acting in the scene where you have the loop where you just don't get to control him because he's panicking and he's, like, scared. Yeah. That was very well done. That was really I it. just really wish that it was a different twist.
1: Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, the you know, like, it's a, it's a deus ex machina, really, of storytelling that... Um, they were all related they were all related and you just happened to forget also right. like now these events that happened 18 years ago they're all coming in together in these 12 minutes and right. all everybody's related it's, it's uh, it it took away i think from a from a very big intrigue narratively speaking and like you right. know, structurally speaking artistic direction you know all of that was really good but then like the 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 third twist was a was a bummer
0: yeah and then you also have to go through that twist like five times before you figure out what you actually have to do with the ending also
1: that
2: yeah
0: so you're just sitting there being like yeah yeah, yeah, i know like i I married i married my sister and now i'm expecting a baby anyway cop guy this is um this is this is this is uncomfortable i understand Uh, can we get through this can we get through this conversation, please? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what a weird, what a weird, I mean, I respected that they tried. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Yeah. It just yeah. didn't work for
1: me. Yeah, I say. You know, like, cool. I, I was like, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of everything about this game, with the exception of some of the usability stuff. But right. I'm really intrigued by the story, and then the story really let me down at the end.
0: Right. I just really want, like, I really want the story to be done now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh,
1: come on. Seriously, yeah. it was like, you know, my reaction.
0: Right. Which is, I a- think that's always with a twist, that's always sort of the risk that you have. But when you go this hard on a twist, yeah. you kind of have to expect that kind of
1: response. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit, uh, it was a bit too much over right. there. So, should yeah. we um, say spoiler free and then give our recap? Yeah, I think spoiler free. Let's do it. Yeah. So, spoiler free. Welcome back, everybody. This is the. Salam Welcome
0: to a 12 minute podcast of the Habibis because <laughs> we ended up talking for like what 30 minutes about this game.
1: <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to be 12 minutes? And then we, we were supposed it. to
0: do 12 minutes. I can't edit it that far. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not that good.
1: It's an in-depth analysis of 12 minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, for uh, sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> but like you know, for those who like skipped the uh, the spoiler part. This is the non-spoiler what we think about the game is that for me, I love the aesthetic. I love how this game was structured. I love the looping mechanism. I love that you, every time you, you die or you loop, you come back with more information that you use to advance Inshallah. the story. And there's a lot of really interesting twists in the game's narrative structure. But some of those twists take it a little bit too far and end up right. to be a bit disappointing.
0: I think, I think the way I would summarize it is it is an impressive, pretty game with incredible acting talent that is only held back a little by its reluctance to adhere to its own rules and a few odd narrative choices.
1: Agreed. Agreed. That's Good. Well, put. well put. Nice. Nice. But I'm, I should, I I'm sh- happy there's games like this. I would oh, yeah. love Thank to God. see more of this. Like, I think this is Louis' first game on his own.
0: Yeah, yeah, very impressive work. Incredible
1: honestly. debut, right? But I, I right. know that he's a seasoned developer and he's been work- making games for some time.
0: For sure, yeah. But, and, but imagine and the people... next
1: one, like you know, building on yeah. this and like all of this experiences. That's an incredible debut, for sure. So,
0: for and for people that are interested in these kind of games, uh, we mentioned uh, Save the Date, which is an old game by, by Paper Dino Software that you can check out. And I think Fauzi mentioned what was the name of the series? The Zero
1: Escape, the Honorary Games. No, no, there's right. there's one on the DS, one on the 3DS and the Vita, and then one that came out on the Switch, and then they okay, combined off. all of them. You can buy them either uh, uh, you can buy the entire trilogy together either on Steam or on PS uh, five, four, whatever, and nice. all on the uh, Switch. So you can play all three now in a row, which I think is okay. great.
0: I'll, on the Switch sounds good to me. That's like I a
1: hundred hours of gameplay or so. Oh, you wow. finished another game.
0: I did finish another game. Oh, I finished the Action Verge. Oh yeah, that was which a I good game. On, Uh yeah, You were Digi- playing
1: it last time, right?
0: Right, Action Verge two, uh, which was made by Tom Hap. Um, I I finished it, and it's it's very good. It's uh, it gets far more and more Metroidvania y mm-hmm. later on in the game. Mm-hmm. I think last week I said it's kind of Metroidvania e, but the end it's like just full on Metroidvania e, just with okay. different powers than you're used to. Um, I think I, I was very impressed by the entire thing and, and knowing it's made by a single developer, mostly like watching the credits roll. And it's just like Tom Hap huh? and then localization QA publishing, uh, and a vocalist, That's incredible. Um, that, yeah, it was, it was very impro- it was very impressive. I, I think the other thing that I, I really liked is it was, it felt big. The game, yeah. the game felt really big. And it, there, it feels like there's more secrets or more things to find, more things to do, no matter what you're doing. Okay. Um, the story kind of goes everywhere. Um, it, it's a very Action Verge kind of story about like life and purpose and, and, and faith and technology and sort of like the weird mix where those two collide um and what happens to a society when you start you start from a different place mm-hmm. i guess
1: um how long it was that? very
0: very pretty i think i took i must have taken like i don't know it feels like 30 hours but oh 30 hours wow it's a big game I, i'm not sure if it was 30 hours but it was definitely um it felt like 30 hours i see it felt big nice. uh, and if if it's shorter then that's very impressive by the game to make me feel like i played more than i actually did Uh, And if it's longer, then it was apparently fun enough that time went fast. But I I definitely had to play it for like six or seven nights. Got stuck a bunch of times. That's a little frustrating at times because Mm -hmm. the game is not great at communicating where you want to go. Um, It just gives you kind of a dot, what go here on the map, and then it's kind of your job to figure out how to get there. But because you don't necessarily know whether you are missing a skill or you don't have an ability yet, uh, sometimes you can find a place and just be like, okay, well, I guess I need to find something that I don't have yet yeah. somewhere on the map. Um, and you know, if you if you if you're going down a path and you miss an exit or something, you just go like, okay, I can go left or right here. Let's go right, and then you just kind of forget that the left one is there because a boss fight happens or something. Mm-hmm. Then you you might just be stuck until you realize that you skipped that left door. Yeah. Um, and you can see that on the map, but you really have to look for it. So I spend a lot of time like pixel hunting the map, just being like, "Is that a door? Oh my god, that's a door I didn't do yet." And then you go there, and it's like, "Oh no, wait, it's actually a thing I just can't get past. I probably need a power to do that."
1: It's one of those things um, in, in in the genre that uh, you know. I think some games manage to to around, like to, to fix, right. but it's still you know, like you have to look at the big map and see. What was the area where I was stuck before that I now need to find a way to get back there to kind of progress?
0: Right, and I will say, by the end, so Axiom Verge uses these two overlaying maps. So you've got the real world and you've got the breach. Mm -hmm. And the breach is sort of this parallel world. And at the start, there's like defined entry and exit points. Uh So there's these gates where you can go into the breach and then you can do things there and then find exits that might drop you into different places. Into the breach,
1: huh? (laughs) <laughs> into the breach yeah very
0: good uh a very good game by the way well, Oh my God. one of my favorite um, games ever right and then so later on in the game you get the power to exit the breach at any point and then you end up in the corresponding place in the real world so there's a bunch of puzzles that are reliant on you finding a path through in the breach mm-hmm. and then exiting the breach at a specific location to end up in a place in the world map where you haven't been yet mm-hmm. well And then there's a third power that actually allows you to drag along the entry portals in the real world so you can enter the breach Mm. in different places. And I will admit, it's a really cool mechanic. But at some point, the sort of like brain level...
1: Your brain hurts. (laughs) The
0: brain level goes very high. Like there's moments where you're just like... Okay, so if I go here and then drag the gate over, and then no, wait, wait, let me check. Mm, Yeah, no, if so, if I drag it over here, then there's a path there, and then maybe I'll go to that place, but I'll have to exit here because I don't think that actually exists in the breach area. So, and then from there, maybe if I drag the same portal over here, then I can exit again, and you're just like, this is some big brain stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, It was fun, but it's. You know, if 12 minutes can be a little obtuse about this puzzle, so Axiom Verge, like, r- revels in it. It's excited <laughs> yeah. to be obtuse every now and then. Um, oh, man. But it pays off. It pays off really well. Whenever mm. you figure out a puzzle, you're you're genuinely excited about uh-huh. it, which is cool.
1: It, it seems like it's taken a lot of effort to come to that. So, yeah, of course, the joy will be doubled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, it... it it plays out a lot of Metroid tropes really well if you if you enjoy Metroid and uh you know you know how every Metroid ending is, right? Or works and it, it kind of works like that yeah. again. Um You know, I realized like
1: ha- as you were talking about this game, I go like, I want to play this game, but there's a- an actual Metroid coming out this year as well. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I think I think you will appreciate this though because it's made by one person, it has such a strong sense of culture and place and um um I don't want to say authorship because I hate the word. Yeah. But it has a there's there's a soul in that game, right? And it. it's one person's soul and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of phenomenal. Uh you know, it's sort of like where the nerding out happens. Yeah. Where the writing happens, yeah. where the story goes, what kind of music is there. Like I said last time, a lot of Arabic inspired music and mm-hmm. instruments um so it it really has it it's a place it's a thing and i just really i really really liked it
1: i, I gotta check it out then yeah a bunch of metroid games this year
0: right yeah Well, i, I mean it's it looks like it's picking up in the games industry right nice. like we're we're getting we're getting to the dates where stuff is happening again like i think the ghost of tsushima expansion should be out by now yep um and then next month i think we have death loop
1: oh yeah that's right coming uh, up another loop
0: game more loops. More, I'm very oh, excited for loops. There's, the something loops. The water, yeah. There's something in the water, man. something in the water. I like when that happens, though. The games industry has this thing where just suddenly everybody is doing the same thing without discussing it. Yeah. As, you, because...
1: We, I use yeah. that in one of my talks sometimes. And like There was in one E3 in which they've announced Sekiro, um, Neo 2, and Ghost of Tsushima. They're all in the right. same E3. So like, this is like, one year, there was three games about feudal Japan.
0: <laughs> right, and it's just because everybody felt that there was an opportunity to tackle that place. Yep, and there was discussion about doing it for Assassin's Creed. So everybody's yep. went like, hey, "You know what? It's <laughs> probably gonna. It's it's people are gonna enjoy this." And I think that happens in indie as well. You know, you have like waves of themes in indie, which I think is really cool. Yeah, but we'll leave that conversation for some time when Osama's with
1: us. Oh yeah, Osama, uh, come back.
0: <laughs> we actually we actually managed to talk for a good. 50 minutes yeah probably a little shorter after the edit yeah but only <laughs> yeah.
1: one game and we completely uh, skipped talking about anything else but this time, right. this time we really stuck to the idea that we are a video games podcast
0: yeah this time was video games podcast <laughs> let's do a, let's do a culture podcast sometimes in the nearby future again <laughs> because you need to catch up on what if from what i understand
1: oh that's true i've only so, watched the first episode so you know behind. We,
0: we can't do we can't do the Habibis with Osama there and not talk about what if so yeah, you good. have to catch up gotta talk about otherwise comics otherwise the man is gonna be sad <laughs> we don't Osama want that make Osama sad no can't make Osama sad that'd be sad yeah. anyway I think that was the Habibis podcast for today thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week and for now salam salam it's different without Osama. It
1: really is. Uh, we need the third is. salam to come up.
0: We need a third salam. We also just need the laugh. We really need that laugh Th- track. That laugh track. It should. It, it should, should. Laugh ed- Edited in
1: maybe here at the end. He's <laughs> just like randomly <laughs> laughing.
0: Just, just only here. Just suddenly Osama shows up. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I know mean the, it's a word.
1: You snuck in a, like a a small salam after the uh, the outro last right. week. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a sneak in a ha ha from just, Osama. Yeah. Just
0: just a little little Osama presence. <laughs> I I think I might have to. Do that. Yeah. It's, it feels it feels sad. It Feels a little sad. I think it yeah, it was good, but you know, the Osama brings brings warmth. It's not the same.
1: The Habibis, are not the, the three same. musketeers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I wonder which one Osama is. I'm just remember the time you you made him like regret picking his choice for boyfriend dungeon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that was good I hope things are going cool.